Achieving happiness and success is being willing to plan and carry out the small things and enjoying living in the moment while doing those small things. Opportuno, episode 21. It's the little things. Some things are so small they can't even be seen or heard, like an idea you have in your mind. Other things or acts are often overlooked as to having importance because they seem simply like trivial, meaningless occurrences. A quote by Sherlock Holmes from the novel A Case of Identity by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, published in 1891, reads as follows. It has long been an axiom of mine that the little things are infinitely the most important. End of quote. What Sherlock Holmes referred to as little things were clues to solve a mystery. Same as solving a mystery, with the little things being the most important as people get older, many will look back and realize that it was the little things in their life that mattered the most. A small turn of a ship's rudder will change the course of a large ship. Making small changes in the course of your life is often necessary. It takes courage to change. When you do the same things consistently on a routine schedule, your everyday actions begin to seem normal. What seems normal to you may not always be the best. In the Serenity Prayer, written by Reinhold Niebuhr, an American theologian that lived from 1892 to 1971, prays for courage to change the things which should be changed. The following is the full original version of the serenity prayer. Serenity prayer. God, give us grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things which should be changed and a wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you 
forever in the next. Amen. End of quote. Pivot is a word used to describe making a course change. In basketball, when you make a pivot, you still have the same goal to ultimately sink more balls in the hoop than the opposing team, but you simply make a course correction to have a better chance at winning the game. When you make a strategic pivot, which is a change of direction, it's like going to plan B because plan A did not work out as you thought it would. When you're afraid to pivot, to change direction, when things are not as you would like for them to be, you're stuck in the proverbial rut, allowing fear of making a change ruin your chance at a better future. Little things can be actions to accomplish a goal or simply small acts of kindness shown to others. You have most likely read or heard someone say, it is the little things that matter most. Once you ever reach that goal or destination built on the many little things you have had to accomplish to get there, you might look back and know that the fun was in the journey in doing all those little things to get to your destination. That is why I recommend that once you reach a desired goal, to set another goal to strive toward. So you'll always be in a journey to your next goal or destination. The following are a few quotes about little things. Vincent van Gogh, one of the most influential artists in Western art, said the following. Great things are not done by impulse, but by a series of small things brought together. End of quote. John Wooden, a basketball coach at UCLA that won a record of seven NCAA national championships in a row and 10 NCAA national championships in a 12-year period, said the following. It's the little details that are vital. Little things make big things happen. End of quote. Mother Teresa, a nun and missionary that was known for caring for the poor and sick, said the following. Do small things with great love. End of quote. Samuel Langholm Clemens, having the pen name of Mark Twain, an American author, said the following, The secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming task into small, manageable tasks and starting on the first one, end of quote. Maybe somewhat overused term, but relevant to happiness is being able to live in the moment. A particular moment in time only has enough room for those little 
things. That smile, that act of kindness when someone is in need, and taking action necessary to accomplish your goals. Abraham Maslow was an American psychologist known for writing Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, said the following, The ability to be in the present moment is a major component of mental wellness. End of quote. If you could somehow look down on the big picture of your past, then you would see that the most important moments in life were the little things that brought you the most joy, love, contentment, and sense of belonging. It is very easy to overlook doing the small things, thinking that surely such a small thing cannot make a big difference. Yet, big accomplishments require small things. We often focus on what we think are the big things, like the next vacation, a new car, better home, etc., when what we should be focusing on are the little things required to get from where we are now to where we want to be, or those little things we can do for others with no thought of what is in it for us when we do something for others. This is precisely the reason you see many people achieve happiness and success where others do not. Achieving happiness and success is being willing to plan and carry out the small things and enjoying living in the moment while doing those small things. If you want big things, then focus on the little things. There are sayings over time that try to encourage us to celebrate the small things in life, like inch by inch is a cinch, and yard by yard it's hard. Or, a long journey begins with the first step. One of those sayings was, Many hands make light work. End of quote. This saying was known in ancient times by both the Greeks and the Romans, and first written in the English language in the year 1546 by the author John Haywood, an English writer of plays, poems, and proverbs. The power of partnership is powerful indeed. When many people come together to achieve a common goal, these small combined efforts of many people makes big things happen. When many people donate money or work toward a particular project, that project can become a reality quickly. That's why it is important for us all to join others to donate funds, time, knowledge, and energy to a worthwhile project. With the power of partnership, partners can invest in someone's vision for good to benefit 
those in need. When you feel led to do something, you know is the right thing to do, even you, as just one person, might perceive you are doing a small thing. But doing that small thing can have a ripple effect, producing good to many others. You should always be prepared to chart a course to a new goal or destination. And while on that course to that new goal or destination, you should always be willing to make a course correction when wisdom, facts, and intuition deem a course correction is necessary. One gauge of knowing when a course correction is necessary is to have the trajectory of your course mapped out utilizing tools like mind maps, calendars, etc. I share methods and tools to plan a course of action in previous podcast episodes, beginning with podcast number two of this Opportuno podcast. To be headed in a direction where you'll never arrive at your desired goal or destination is not a good thing. You may even get to a point while on course to your desired goal or destination and realize that you will never arrive. Or the price is too high to pay for the previous goal or destination you started out on. If you find yourself frustrated, losing the original desire and passion that drove you to pursue a goal or destination, then most likely it is time to cut your losses and move on to a different goal or destination. Sometimes unconscious physiological factors keep you trying to stay the course of an unattainable or low-priority goal, perhaps because you feel you have too much time, effort, and money to quit, fear of what others will think, or that you will let others or yourself down. Many times, others will see you going in the wrong direction before you do, which is a good reason to have trusted friends and advisors that you can consult with. Worse than throwing good money after bad by staying in too long is the waste of time, energy, and eventual motivation letdown if you end up short of ever reaching your goal or destination. The following is a true story showing how necessary course corrections saved lives. During the Apollo 11 mission to the moon over 50 years ago, from July 16 to July 22 in the year 1969, there were many course corrections that allowed the astronauts to travel to the moon, land on the moon 238,900 miles from the Earth, and return to the Earth safely. 
This story will share with you two of the many course corrections made during that historic trip to the moon and back. One course correction was manually made by one astronaut, Neil Armstrong, while the lunar module Eagle was in descent to land on the moon, Neil Armstrong noticed that the landing of the Eagle lunar module would be on top of large boulders, at which point Neil Armstrong manually took over the automated flight descent of the lunar module. The concentration and effort took every ounce of thought and effort Neil Armstrong could muster. Even so much so, he did not even respond to mission control trying to talk with him while he took over the controls manually. Because of Neil Armstrong's quick decision to take matters in his own hands to have a course correction, overriding the blaring sound warnings of the computer, and not even having time to consult with the ground crew for help, he was able to maneuver the lunar module to a level landing spot away from the boulders, and at 4.17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on July 20, 1969, with only 30 seconds of fuel left, he landed the lunar module on the portion of the moon known as the Sea of Tranquility. And upon landing, the following is a recording of the actual force message that Neil Armstrong radioed back to Houston Ground Control. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. End of quote. Another course correction on the return home from the moon was decided upon by Houston Mission Control on July 22, 1969, after the lunar module Eagle brought the astronauts safely back to the spaceship Columbia, the Eagle was jettisoned, and the astronauts on July 22, 1969, at 12.56 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, did a trans-Earth injection burn to set their course to Earth at a speed of 3,600 miles per hour. While on their return trip to Earth, Mission Control was reviewing Spaceship Columbia's flight trajectory back to Earth and determined that a course correction had to be made to put the Spaceship Columbia back on the right course to Earth. At 4.03 p.m. on July 22, 1969, the astronauts fired up Columbia's engines to correct their flight trajectory toward Earth. Imagine, out of the many course corrections it took to travel to the moon and back in July 1969, if these two course corrections had not been made, with the two course corrections being, number one, the course correction Neil Armstrong manually made when landing the lunar module Eagle on the moon, to avoid landing on boulders, and number two, the course correction 
Houston Mission Control changed while Spaceship Columbia was in mid-flight back to Earth from the moon, then this moon mission most likely would have failed and the astronauts' lives might have been lost. The following is a story out of multiple thousands of stories where the act of one man literally helped thousands of children and helped change the course of an entire country. In the early 1990s, Pastor Dean Melton, pastor of Freedom Christian Center in Charlotte, North Carolina, met Pastor Danielle Ortega Reyes from Nicaragua while on a mission trip to Cuba. One might consider meeting one man a little thing. However, because Pastor Dean Melton obeyed a call to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in Cuba and subsequently met Pastor Daniel Ortega Reyes while in Cuba, thousands of children now have a Christian school to attend in Nicaragua. Pastor Daniel Ortega Reyes helped open the doors of the country of Nicaragua to where now the gospel of Jesus Christ can be preached freely in Nicaragua. Pastor Dean Melton's sister, Karen Jolly, along with her husband, Derry Jolly, founded Ambassadors to the Nations in 1993. Ambassadors to the Nations organizes missions around the world, including, but not limited to, Nicaragua, Philippines, Jamaica, and Mexico. And because of Pastor Dean Melton's fortunate chance to meet Pastor Daniel Ortega Reyes while on his mission trip to Cuba, ambassadors to the nations had the opportunity to buy land and build Christian schools. Ambassadors to the nations now has four Christian schools in Nicaragua, which are in Managua, Las Maderas, Amatepe, and San. Francisco. In episode 12 of this Opportuno podcast, tell us more about Ambassadors to the Nations and how you can provide a child an education in a Christian school by sponsoring a child for only $10 per month. You can also learn more about Ambassadors to the Nations by visiting their website at ambassadorstothenations.com. Throughout the eons of time, the actions of just one person has changed world conditions for the better or worse. Nicaragua is centrally located in Central America. Imagine this encounter between Pastor Dean Melton and Pastor Daniel Ortega Reyes has the real possibility of influencing all of Central America, with Nicaragua being the epicenter to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of Central America. I wanted to share this story of how this one act of heeding a mission call to Cuba 
changed the course of history for good in the country of Nicaragua. Another story of where one man is instrumental in helping children is the story of Pastor James Kambugu near Kapala, Uganda, located in East Central Africa. In early 2019, Pastor James Kambugu led an effort to buy land and build a Christian school and orphanage. With the help of partners donating money, time, and effort, there is now a Christian school built known as Kingdom Lighters Children's Center, providing a Christian education to about 70 children, and with about half of those children being orphans that the ministry provides a home for. The next goal of Pastor James Kambugu is to purchase land joining the school property to build dormitories for the orphaned children. It is amazing how little money goes such a long way to do good. Also amazing is the wonderful things that can be accomplished when people are willing to donate their money, time, and effort for a worthy cause. To learn more how you can help Pastor James Campbell provide a Christian school and home for the orphans, you can email Pastor James Kambugu at jamescambugu at gmail.com. That's spelled with no spaces, J-A-M-E-S-K-A-M-B-U-G-U at gmail.com. In this push-button world, where things seem to happen quickly and easily, doing little things may at first seem insignificant. Once you start doing little things, you'll find that one action leads to another. Just begin to do little things, no matter how little and insignificant they may seem to you. Once you actually begin to take action, doing little things toward a goal, you will eventually become a believer that it is the little things you do that add up to become big things. If you haven't already, I encourage you to listen to some of my previous podcasts, beginning with episode two, entitled, How to Plan and Achieve goals as to providing you ideas that will allow you to organize little things to achieve big things. I encourage you to begin today doing little things that make a difference to better your life and the lives of others. Ask yourself, what is my desire? Once you know that desire, whether it be improving relationships, helping someone, donating your money, time, or knowledge to a good cause, getting some type of material possession you want or need, then ask yourself, what little thing can you do right now, today, to 
inch toward that desire. One thing for sure, taking action is the only path to success. Sometimes you have to take the first action step before you can see clearly what is required for the next action step. Don't worry if your first action step to achieve what you desire is a little thing. Just do that little thing, knowing doing little things achieves big things. Jesus taught and knew about the importance of little things. In the Bible, in the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 20, reads as follows, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. End of quote. In the Bible, in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, 21, reads as follows. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will now make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. End of quote. In the Bible, in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, reads as follows. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which makes a farthing. And he called unto his disciples and said unto them, Verily, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance. But she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. End of quote. In these scripture readings, Jesus taught us that if we only had the faith the size of a mustard seed, we could move a mountain. How, if we're faithful in a few things, we're ruler over many things? And how the smallest of gifts was significant, as in the story Jesus told of the widow's mite. In the Collins English Dictionary, a widow's mite is defined as a small gift or contribution freely given by one who can scarcely afford it. End of quote. I'll close this podcast with an old poem by an anonymous author written around the year 1845. I'll just entitle the poem, Little Things. 
with this poem might having other titles over the years. In the last verse of the following poem, it states, Work on, despair not, bring your might, nor care how small it be. End of quote. With the word might spelled M-I-T-E, referring to the story in the Bible found in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, and in the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, with might being a small amount of money given as an offering. Jesus taught this story, how the widow gave the smallest of coins, called a mite, that her small gift to the treasury was more of a gift than all the others that gave. The smallest Roman coin at that time was a copper quadrant, and a mite half as valuable than a copper quadrant. The words to the following poem can be found in the show notes for this podcast episode at the website opportuno.org. Little things, scorn not the slightest word or deed, nor deem it void of power. There's fruit in each wind-wafted seed that waits its natal hour. A whispered word may touch the heart and call it back to life. A look of love bid fear depart and still discordeth strife. No act falls fruitless. None can tell how vast its power may be, nor what results enfoldeth dwell within it silently. Work on. Despair not, bring your might, nor care how small it be. God is with all that serve the right, the holy, true, and free. Author Unknown All for now, please visit our website, opportuno.org, that's spelled O-P-O-R-T-U-N-O dot O-R-G. Thank you.